What do SEOs need to know about ChatGTP? In Search SEO Podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Hello and welcome to the first episode in a special three-part series within the In Search SEO Podcast, looking into what SEOs need to know about Chat GTP. I'm joined by Julie McCoy from Content at Scale, Ellen Conning from Salience, and Alizi Body, SEO consultant. Julia, let's start off with you. What do SEOs need to know about ChatGTP? So when it comes to ChatGPT, you know, what's crazy is this is the world's fastest adapted technology. That's one thing that we have to keep in mind when it comes to should we even use this, which is a question, you know, we're still asking. So the answer to that question is yes. Number one, adapt. This is an, a phenomenon we will probably not see again until the next iteration of AI comes out. So ChatGPT is going to affect content in general, especially SEO, for the foreseeable future. And the question we should be asking is, how will we adapt to it? So how can you adapt? Start learning how to use it. Learn what prompts to use. Test it yourself. And always double check the output. Put it through significant human review. But what I'm seeing and what we're seeing, especially in my work at Continent Scale, doing 40 to 50 million words a month, it's all AI written and it's all for SEO, is that you can use AI to write content. Google has now said very clearly in their search webmaster guidelines that AI is not going to be a reason you get penalized. That's not the reason you should worry about. It's does this actually satisfy EAT? which is all about, you know, experience, human experience, expertise, um, trustworthiness, authority. So those are human ingredients still. We need to add those in, but using AI as the baseline and ChatGPT to help us write content, you know, five to 10 times quicker is the direction we need to head in as SEOs. So Elise, Julia shared that it's the fastest ever adapted technology and she also shared that what we have to do is uh, as adapt as, as as quickly as possible um i assume you agree with that and um what are your thoughts on what seos need to know about chat gcp so i totally agree um my thought my initial thought thinking about all this is that um you actually have to take it in your own hands um i've seen like resources to learn prompts and people sharing a bunch of prompts and that's super, super useful to kickstart things. But I've had the best experience doing trial and error because nobody has the answers right now. It's changing like every, I think 10 days we're having a new update of ChatGPT. Um, it's changing all the time. Prompts are evolving, people are getting creative. So it's good to get insights from others, but trying it out, trial and error, it's always the best solution for me. And um, yeah, and people should remember that uh, it's not replacing Google yet, as is. It's just a chat interface and a language model that is absolutely impressive. But, um, well, SEO is not going anywhere and SEO is still not dying. Sorry. <laughs> we'll still be there in a couple of years. No worries about that. 
I remember I used to do presentations on um, SEO 101 and um, I took screenshots um, of blog posts saying SEO is dead. I think starting off in about 2004 or so and every single year you get that. And <laughs> yes, it's still not dead. You just have to adapt. And I think that's the key word of, of, of the day potentially. And Ellen, what are your thoughts about what SEOs need to do now um, to become aware of what they can do with chat GTP? Yeah, I'm very much aligned with what the other two have said about it, about one, taking it into your own hands and learning about it, but two, not being afraid of using the resource and the sheer scale that is behind it. The other thing to bear in mind is that a lot of the times if you're not using ChatGPT4, you're behind a set time cutoff. So any information that you do get, again, verifying it, making sure that it's correct is important. But also to go back into what does well in SEO, it's providing new content. It's being an expert voice. And so using resources like ChatGPT and other AI resources to help streamline your research process, whilst also double checking to make sure that everything that it's coming up with is correct, saves so much time in the day-to-day -day life. I do content strategy. That's a large part of what my role is and what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I started from literally from a journalistic background of researching it yourself, spending all the time, even if it's just a content brief, spending a good amount of time researching all the elements of it to put it together. JetGPT for an SEO of any level is going to streamline your base level research and give you more time to find that unique angle that makes you stand out and will naturally rise you through the ranks. And Ellen, Alizia also mentioned that um, the way that she gets started is just by trial and error. Is, is that the way that um, you would recommend someone to get started as well? Yeah, absolutely. I am a huge believer in go ahead and give it a try. And if it doesn't exactly turn out how you want it to be at the first time, give it another go until you get closer to what you want. Or perhaps maybe realise that's not going to produce exactly what you want from the thing. There's so many other resources online, though. There's loads of different prompt websites. There's loads of different... You see them all the time in discussions on end about hacking chat GPT and all the, the hacking prompts that you see, which I've had dubious success about if they work in standard chat GPT, I won't lie. But the big thing is get your hands in, give things a go, refine and write and rewrite and see what works for you and for what you're doing for your element of SEO, because everyone's approach to SEO is naturally going to be a little bit different anyway. So make it work for you. Don't try to work around it, if that makes sense. And in terms of dipping your toes in, I dipped my toes in um, to actually ask ChatGTP what it thought that I should um, ask you uh, as part of this discussion. So my prompt was, I'm going to record a podcast episode on ChatGTP for SEO. What questions do you think I should ask my guests? And I said in brackets, my guests are SEO experts. And in response, it said, here are some questions you may want to consider asking your SEO experts about ChatGTP for SEO. Um, starting off with, how can ChatGTP be used to improve SEO? And uh, about 10 different um, suggested questions questions. Um, so I, I shared all the questions that it um, shared with me as, as part of that response. Um, so it would be good actually, first of all, to get your thoughts on maybe the question that I asked and perhaps is there some better way that I could have formed the question or maybe prepared it beforehand before asking the question? And then secondly, um, in terms of its response, is there any particular question that you would like to provide an answer to? So, uh, Alizi, can I go to you um, first? Yes. Um, so, um, I like the questions, but I found they were very chat GPT styled, um, very, not generalist, well, quite generalistic. Uh, we could have replaced chat GPT for SEO by probably any other digital marketing topic. 
they weren't like super focused, I'd say. So, and then maybe like the way I would have phrased it now that I've played with it quite a bit would have been to give it more context uh, up and foremost. So the way I do it nowadays, especially when I, uh, I even created a conversation that I called Jarvis, which is my freelance assistant <laughs> to help me out to draft proposals and help me out with client work. And so what I do is that um, I start with context saying, well, I'm a freelance SEO consultant. I need help with this and that. Uh, first of all, how can I make the most out of our collaboration on this topic? And usually what it gets is like, what I get is a bunch of questions from ChatGPT about the topic. So in that case, if you had said, well, I'm recording a podcast with digital SEO experts about um, AI and ChatGPT, um, what information do you need at the beginning of this conversation to so I can get the best result? You might have asked, well, how old is your podcast? What kind of, uh, what length are the episodes? Can you give me a bit of background about each guest? Um, what's your experience with AI tools? Things like that. You answer all of those. And maybe I suppose the, the result would have been a bit more precise uh, in terms of the questions asked. So that would have been my methodology. Um, but it's still really good. Look, <laughs> it's still I, really, I, good. I, really I, impressive. I absolutely love that methodology. In fact, I love the question, what information do you need so you can get the best yeah. results? I, I just wanted to emphasize that for the listener because um, if you are ensure that you're providing ChatGTP with all the information it requires to provide the optimum answer, then that's that's a head start for you compared with your competitors. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. So Ellen, did, do you have any thoughts on the initial prompt? Uh, just a few. I think it's a great starting point again. And as I said, big advocate for just jump in and give things a go of it. A lot of what I've Excuse me. A lot of what I found success with with using ChatGPT and the like is by refining down the questions. So instead of just giving a sentence or two, not quite training it to the level that Lise's uh, gone through with that, which is incredible detail, and I'm definitely going to be borrowing some elements of that. But it's giving it a very structured prompt with it. So, for example, in this instance, I would lead with the I'm going to record a podcast question, a podcast episode based on ChatGPT for SEO. And I would phrase the questions with things like, can you come up with questions based around a number? So I'd go like, can you come up with five focus questions with a focus on these areas? Can you avoid a passive voice in these questions? Can you make sure that there's no overload of jargon within these questions and separate them into subheadings, potentially with little descriptions underneath them? That way you're getting a lot of more bang for your buck from the singular prompt. And then you can refine those down over time. Obviously, just as a test and an experiment, it's a great place to start. And in terms of the questions that it came up with, they're very interesting questions. And I think that they cover the scope of what people would want to know about it on an entry level and getting a little bit more in depth with it. It's just you would then take each of those questions and almost refine them down further. If, for example, you were going to make a series of little blog posts or if you're going to do a longer series of podcast questions about it. That's my perspective. Superb. Um, I love the way you started off. Um, it was a good start. I felt like I was getting sandwich <laughs> feedback from an HR department. But, uh, it was, uh, well, no, here's I, what I you did well, it. but you could do it. I know. No, it was, I, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It, it, was good. it is one of those things, though, because it's a new bit of tech, and there's always when people come into 
well, at least in the way it's being presented to a lot of people, it's a new bit of tech. And it can be daunting just to approach it to begin with. And sometimes just going simple is the best way to get started in things. Absolutely. And Julia, what's your thoughts on the initial prompt? Well, I thought Aliza's advice was brilliant because I've seen people do something that they call persona building inside ChatGPT. And they literally train ChatGPT. One person spent four hours doing this. And they train it on the background of everything before they ask it to do the task. So essentially, like context is better content. The more context you give it about what you want from it, the better results you get. Like I was training my husband yesterday to use this tool. He's been anti-AI in general. So like pulling teeth. So, you know, it's April. He's finally using it. And he's like, okay, I want to tell it to write an email. And I'm like, well, we can't just say that. So we did a little bit more, but we didn't go as deep as Elise because he would have probably ran the other way. So what we did was... Here's my client. Here's her situation. The client's name is Kim. We're building a website for her business named Austin Alliance Group. And her question is, will these fonts show up on mobile? How do I best answer this? That's two sentences. It's super simple. So I think the way you approach this, David, was actually good. A way that, you know, people that are not sure about how to use this could approach it. If you want to head the more advanced route, do what Elise said. I don't think any of us can improve on that. She was brilliant. But if you want to just get started, just give it a very simple prompt. And then what I do sometimes, like if I'm short on time and I know I can't give it a lot of context. What I'll do is I'll rely on it for the ideation, which can save so much work. Like the answers or the questions it gave you to ask us were actually well-written. You know, that fact alone, like that's hard to do. That takes brain space. If you were paying a writer, that's like an hour of their time. So that alone, like I, I see just how far we've come to be able to get that in a second. So that alone is brilliant. It's a reason to use it. And then what you can do is take those questions and then make it more personal. Um, so that's something I see that could be done from the questions you got, which were, you know, as the others did say, a little bit more generic. You can take that and make it a little bit more personal to like the journey of that person or what you know about them or, and that'll give you more of a hook for the audience listening who may be listening because they know one of the panelists or um, because of the hook of your actual episode title you know, so there's ways you can do it that'll more hook the reader than just the more generalized way that ChatGPT wrote it. But I'm telling you, I celebrate what ChatGPT did in a minute because that's hard to do. I'm a writer. <laughs> it's crazy how far we've come. I can just remember your first sentence there, Julia. I was training my husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On ChatGPT. <laughs> okay, that's right. It's a continuation. It wasn't just a sentence. <laughs> Look, um, let's dive into the questions that ChatGTP provided as suggestions I should be asking in the next episode of the Rank Ranger podcast. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs>